me up like I'm surprised. That's role play. I wear the skies. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make me dream, make a stream. I don't public, make the scene. I don't cook. I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Quit yeah. jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell him yeah. where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be. I'll run down on him before I have a night running me. What's going on, Internet Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 8, we're going to be getting into the NBA being back, Megan and Cardi B, Spider Man being in Marvel Avengers and the actual Marvel Avengers War Table video. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with, with my latest activities. Also, make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, I'm going to switch it up right quick. So now we're going to get we're going to be getting into the quote of the pod and the quote of the pod for this week is the M- the NBA is back. And the reason I say that is because I took a little hiatus, little time away and came back to many games being played throughout the NBA bubble. So now we have a lot to talk about getting into the NBA being back. But I'm just going to be touching on some of the biggest surprises after a week of basketball, professional basketball going on. And just as I'm going, let me know what you think in the comment section down below. Or send me a message on one of my social medias letting me know what you think of the NBA being back. But basically, I wanted to get into some of the troubles with a lot of guys not really liking their 2k ratings which is very interesting because 2k doesn't really simulate real nba right now which is pretty interesting if you ask me like somebody's bringing up something how like a simulation video game can't even simulate the real life because real life has gotten has started becoming like a video game something deep like that some crazy stuff but basically players are still talking about the rating even though they're playing in the NBA bubble and not all the teams are there but anyways to each his own a lot of another thing that a lot of people was talking about was the Lakers struggling in the bubble and this is only in my opinion well not even my opinion we're not going to get into it yet but basically the people been saying that the Lakers are falling off and LeBron is being carried by AD and got carried by AD to a number one and they're shooting the three horribly. Like, they're like 28th in the bubble. And I don't know if there's more than 2018. That may be the worst shooting, three shooting team in the in the bubble right now. But, for my opinion, I believe that since the Lakers have locked up the number one spot, they're probably taking the foot off, a ga- off the gas a little bit because they knew they was going to end up with it since the Lakers are so... Like, if you really look at the Lakers, like, you would know names of people coming after the people coming off the bench if you know what i mean like you know names of people that are like get like five minutes a game like the lakers are really a, a, a deep team and everybody always talk about oh the clippers are deeper which they definitely are because everybody knows who lou will is coming off the bench but the lakers for some reason i just believe are taking the foot off the gas and just waiting for the real games which is the playoff games to start because these seeding games really don't help anybody but the people trying to get into the tournament or into the playoffs because the people at the top seeds 
top seeding doesn't really even matter this this season which was probably a huge blow to the Lakers when they found out the season was being canceled because inevitably going to the NBA bubble your home court is now stripped away so now you only dealt with playing the worst team that you can at the start of the playoffs so basically that's why I think the Lakers are not really doing that well I just think it's because they don't really have any motivation going into the playoffs like what do they have to motivate themselves when they're already sitting at the top getting into the Rockets Rockets been shooting a lot of threes lately like Westbrook has been going off, but he's not a three-point shooter. The rest of the Rockets team shoots a lot of three-pointers, but Westbrook really likes to do a do like a two-crossover dribble combo and then pull up for mid-range. James Harden, of course, is still going off. You know, James Harden does what he does. He's always that person that makes the game look so easy, and then you try to do what he do, and then it just ends up you air, end up airballing or something like that. Like the way he scores is is to not be imitated unless you really practice your craft but as far as like the rockets go they i think they beat the lakers not too long ago but they're looking pretty good i think they're going to be playing some tough teams throughout the playoffs seeing that as they're not a one two or three seed they're going to be having back to back to back hard teams trying to get through the playoffs they thought having the warriors well warriors are better than everybody even now, like if the Warriors still had KD, they'll be better than everybody. But now that they're gone, even um, even with them being gone, you still have LeBron and AD, which is one of the best duos we've had in a while. But no, not really. Steph and KD. Steph and KD probably is the best duo of the decade, if you think about it. Okay, again, off of, on the tangent, but I just wanted to put that in there. Um... What was he talking about? <laughs> Rockets. So the Rockets, they shoot a lot of threes. James Harden makes it look easy. And they're sitting pretty good, even though they're going to have a hard time advancing in the playoffs because they're going to be playing some pretty hard teams right off the bat. And the people on Twitter, I saw people joking about um, the Suns winning games. And they was like, did, that, did, uh, did they not know they were supposed to lose? And I guess the Suns going to the bubble was on a mission because they are not losing a game. Like, they haven't lost a single game. As, as of me recording this, they're like 4-0, I believe. People was really talking. Some of the experts, quote-unquote, that ESPN was having, they was talking about how injuries in the bubble could become a, a big problem because you don't really have that many, not like doctors, but you don't have that many, like, I don't know how to word it. Basically, it could, not on some coronavirus type, but it could overflow with too many injuries to tend to, which I don't know how that would be actually considered because it's like, like the NBA, they have a lot of people, but at the same time, I don't think people be getting injured to the point where everybody needs surgery at the same time. Like, I don't think it's that bad. Like football, you may have that problem, but basketball, I don't think it is. Some of the players, standout players, is uh, some of the players off of the Nuggets called Michael Porter Jr. I think I saw him once. I, I'm glad to see him doing well. I think he had a really bad injury. And then Bowl Bowl, I think, is on that team too. So they have some young talent coming up. Hopefully they can manifest into something because right now people are just saying that it's just like they're not going to get that many minutes into the playoffs. They're just playing right now because the Nuggets are basically the three seed, I, I believe.
and a lot of people are hurt, I think. Switching gears into another rookie, which everybody knows at this point, called Zion Williamson. Big Gumbo Williams. <laughs> he's been uh, hooping a little bit, but for the most part, he's been getting being held back by the Pelicans because just to put it plain and simple, like for those that don't know, the Pelicans aren't trying to win any games in the NBA bubble. The only game I've I seen them trying to win, because I've actually been watching the Pelicans. I like to watch Zion play because, I mean, he's just different than everybody, like literally. So I like to watch the Pelicans. Well, not Pelicans. I like to watch him play. And it was only playing them. Like, I kid you not, they played him for like five minutes, take him out. Five minutes, take him out. Like, I don't know what they was doing. But all of a sudden, as soon as they played the Grizzlies, with which the Grizzlies have John Morant, another guy going to be rookie of the year this year. I feel like they was trying to make a statement because out of all the games they could have played Zion the most, they played them the most against the Grizzlies. So you take of that what you will. But I think they're not really trying to win games. I think they were just trying to make a statement as, hey, we're actually better than the AC, but we just came here to lose. Which is weird and which is why AD left to go to the Lakers. Because the Pelicans don't really know how to handle superstars in my opinion. So switching gears. Now going back to the West with Portland. So Portland, I think, is doing pretty good. I think somebody has stepped up on the... Oh, Gary Trent Jr. is averaging 18 points a game alongside Damian Lillard, which is crazy because you have Melo and CJ. But I guess they've taken a back seat a little bit. But I think that the reason that the Blazers are going so strong is because the reason why professional leagues like these play so many games because young I don't want to say just young people, but just like young teams have to figure out themselves through like or figuring that figuring it out throughout the season. Basically, when to rest, when to kick in the next gear, how to handle back to backs and throughout the 82 game season, the more seasoned teams come through. And I think that's why the Blazers always end up getting the A spot, which is why I think they're going to get that A spot again because, I mean, just having Damian Lillard knowing how to play a whole season and when to rest a little bit, when to kick into next gear. Because when the kick in the next gear is not always when you're like 10 games away from the A spot. It starts way before that, I believe, for like people like Damian. So he always is thinking about the bigger picture, especially with LeBron. So somehow Portland has found his way back to the A spot. Well, I think they're tied. They're either tied for it, or they're like one or two games back. But they're really close to overtaking that spot. And I think the Grizzlies lost their second best player called um, uh, what was his name? I forget his name. But anyways, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that's it. But anyways, the Grizzlies not really gonna do anything this season. So I I hate that for John Moran because he's been carrying the load so much, and for a second basically his second player to go down it's just well not second player but like his second option player to go down probably hurts him a lot so the blazers would probably end up taking the ac if i was to guess then we have devin booker he's still dropping points like crazy as i just said Suns are undefeated 4-0 it's not really too much to talk about with the bubble besides the fact that we're getting really close to the playoffs and you know when the playoffs start that means that 
the superstars kicking into another gear. And since we're in the bubble, I my prediction is that some of the role players will actually kick into another gear. Because think about it. Think about how many teams, great teams, come out and say, the fans got me going. Think of how many times that's, that's happened in the interview that I just started and then the fans just kept me going. So that's a real thing. Like the fans really, especially shooters, when you shoot and the fans just go crazy, it kind of puts in your head that mental note of what happens when you make, as simple as it sounds, that mental note of what happens when you make a shot. So it's like, I want to do that again. Then for shooters who actually put time to the gym, they do that again same result crowd going crazy and it gets higher and higher each time so that drive it's basically like a drug basically and so that's why shooters the most feed off the fans but in this environment they're gonna have to feed off their teammates i would say themselves but when you're playing it on a team your teammates should be able to pick up the um Pick up the energy because what are teammates for? They're to help you win. They're to be your teammate. You know what I mean? They're to be your mate. So now they have to feed off the teammates. I'm interested to see who will come out and start being like uh, the, the the type of player to ball out that nobody expect them to be. In which right now it's looking to be like TJ Warren from the Pacers. So yeah, that's all I really have for the NBA bubble talk. Let me know down in the comment section down below who do you think will end up winning the NBA championship. My prediction will be the Lakers still because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the best duo in the league besides when Steph and Clay, not Steph and Clay, Steph and KD was together. So now Lakers have the best duo in the league and you see what happened last time a team had the best duo in the league. They won talking about the Golden State Warriors. So LeBron and AD can overcome anything, should be able to overcome anything. And if they don't, it'll be a long day or a long offseason for LeBron. Which is funny because I think the Le- I think the offseason turns around in like two weeks or something. And you go right back into the season. I don't think it's that quick, but it's like something crazy like that. But yeah, switching that up a little bit for the podcast version. There's no if if you've listened to my last podcast, which a lot of people do, a lot of people be message uh, messaging me and be asking like, man, when are you ever gonna like switch from groove? Because it always seems that you're always talking about it going away, and I just stick with it because I don't really know how to um like well, I guess I should ask those people, but basically I can ask them now. If you're listening, let me know some apps besides groove i can use to make a playlist and, and play my own sounds not like spotify but something like you can download your own stuff not own stuff your own sounds that you make your own beats because all these beats i own so whenever i use these beats it's be it's for that reason because i i won't get copyrighted so just let me know another app I could put these all in the playlist on. But that's a little, just want a little tangent about how the podcast is ran. So actually switching it up to another topic. So now we're finna get into Megan and Cardi B. If you would have heard at the beginning of the podcast, I played a little snippet of the new song called WAP. Um, since it's more like a PG type podcast, you can look up for yourself what that actually means. But just know that it's something very explicit <laughs> very so just getting into the single 
I mean, it just made sense for Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion just to make a song together because, I mean, who doesn't want to see Cardi B and Megan in the same video? So basically, that's what they did. They made a song, put out a video, and in my opinion, I know I played it at the beginning of this pod because I always play music that relates to the music topic, but this is the first song that I just felt like playing something else. I was going to play that Juice World and the weekend song but i'm gonna keep that for another podcast so i can really get into their collab and how i feel about it but basically as you can tell by the tone of my voice switching subjects i think this is probably one of the worst songs of 2020 not just because of the subject matter just because it seems like a formulaic track like doesn't seem like they really sat in the studio and spent too much time coming up with stuff to say in between each other's verses so yeah that's why i don't think it's that good but i mean cardi and megan collabing obviously makes sense because they're two of the biggest female artists in the game because megan really didn't need the feature from cardi even though it's nice to have it because i think she just released the remix from shook uh from savage her I know her new project, Sugar, uh, Sugar or whatever. And the song was called Savage. And she had a remix with Beyonce as a... As, I don't know if y'all heard that. I just pulled up my chair. <laughs> but she just had the remix as with Beyonce as a guest. So basically, it's in 2020, she's done had a song with Beyonce and Cardi B. Which, Cardi B's now on the same level as Beyonce. But to, but to still have both of those at this, in the same year... Some will say it's overdoing it, but some will say, like, some will say it's overdoing it and spread it out, and others would be like, just flooded if it's a hit, which this song is definitely not a hit. But the video was most likely a hit to most people, which is why I'm not mad at the collapse, because you already knew what they was going to be doing in the video. So they basically did that 10 times, and one of the funniest things I think I saw out of, um, One of the funniest things I saw out of the whole video is how people reacted to Kylie Jenner being in the video. It's like everything that she does just gets people just irate. Like they just go off. Like, like you know how people say like Black Lives Matter? When it comes to Kylie Jenner and her being white, it's like the opposite. It's like Kylie Jenner, white. Like they be like white woman, a white lady. Or, like, people is really saying, why they put that white woman in quotation marks in the video alongside all these black queens. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, black lives do matter. But, man, that's ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> like, Kylie was just trying to show some support to her, uh, her friend. Like, like it, it's basically one, it's one of those, like, it's a lose-lose situation. Like, and she never popped up. If she, if Kylie Jenner never popped up in a black female artist video, they'll be like, well, she don't even support black people like that. So why should I? But then she gives a whole five to 10 second, like the whole song stops when her part comes on. Not part, but like her video, her scene in the, in the whole entire video. It's like five to 10 seconds. The whole song just stops just to stare at her or whatever. And then the song resumes. So I, I could understand why people get upset. But at the same time, like, like 
the wording that people was using to describe uh kylie was just crazy it was like yeah, I already said it, but basically they was talking about her uh, complexion alongside all the black queens. So I'm all for um, diversity. Uh, the video was great, in my opinion. Like if I had to rate it from one to ten, the video was probably a nine and the song was probably like a two or three, like a two, probably. Yeah, two. <laughs> like I had to think about it. Was it two or one? But nah, it was a two. So. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B will probably definitely come with another song next year and hopefully they will make a better song or a more comparable song to even up that video to song ratio the video to sound the video quality to song quality ratio because I don't even think they could miss with a video basically so um oh i also wanted to get into megan i wanted to get into megan and tori lanes and then this may be out of the blue and that's only because i wanted to talk about megan and, and cardi's new song but i also wanted to touch on megan and tori's situation because it's been a little bit you know i always give these type of um situations a little time for the actual facts to come out but as of, as of right now i feel like that we've had enough that i could talk about it and the reason i didn't put it as like a um reason i put it title it as megan and cardi because i ain't want people just coming here just for the the drama because that's not really what i'm about but basically why is this ad blocking my whole video i don't like what you ever be on a website and then, and then the video just tracks wherever you're going? Like, I, I, I do not like those type of websites because then it just slows down everything from popping up. But tangent, <laughs> definitely a tangent. So basically what happened without saying, without being too specific, is that Megan was shot in both feet. Tori was arrested for a gun. Her friends said, or the rest of her friends that was around her or whatever said that they didn't do it. So if you're able to put those, what I just said together, then you will be able to understand what happened. Megan went on live because like it was, I've never seen this before. I don't know if it's because of Megan's like, I won't say masculine features, but Megan's like a, how do I say it? <laughs> this PC coach is real, but, but uh, now Megan is like, um, probably bigger than the average woman. Like she's like. Like, people talk about her, she could be in the WNBA. Like, that's how she's built. She's built, like, very athletic, basically. That's the word I'm going to use, athletic. Yeah. So, like, in terms of women, she's like the LeBron James of, like, the Chris Pauls out there, you know? <laughs> but, um, basically, she was hanging out with Kylie. Oh, Kylie Jenner comes up again. Oh, because I think Kylie was in her video. With, she was in Megan and Cardi's video before they hung out and the whole incident happened so that's why they was together because she shot that scene in the video right before this in incident happened which a lot of people don't know they think that video just came out after everything alleged happened but megan was hanging out with kylie solely because of that so basically um toy lanes was there i mean they basically uh you know it was hanging out and stuff megan toy lanes kylie and probably some other people and 
yeah that's as far as i'm gonna get into it i mean basically i said at the beginning of uh, megan and tori what happened i mean she got shot in both feet tori got arrested for a gun she hasn't said what she hasn't said tori shot her but she did say that she was shot with the intent to harm and who got arrested for a gun so like come on guys <laughs> like she really's trying to ride this no snitching line to the to the end like that's basically all it is people oh okay so this is probably what you're wondering like why doesn't megan just come out and say tori shot her because with takashi 69 coming home because of snitching on everybody like literally everybody he was with that was a gang member saying he did this he did that oh you're gonna give me 15 years if i talk about him okay he did this he did that so they are still in prison probably won't be out for a while while takashi is roaming the streets as we speak but with megan megan and tori had a basically had a relationship that's what people are saying so i don't think it's that serious to where she would snitch on him to the police and she doesn't want that snitch title to be on her so it's not well i say it's not as serious but getting shot in both feet is like you know how many bones i think the most bones are in you like i think the most the highest amount of bones is in your feet if i'm not mistaken so she didn't break any bones no tendons no anything like that's what she said and that's what she said in the live stream which is crazy so um so yeah that's it i mean basically i'm glad she's okay i'm glad the incident was resolved and basically they don't want to involve the police which i can understand why with them being rappers they have to follow that rapper code where you don't snitch on you don't talk to the police basically like they don't care what happens you don't talk to them like your house could be broken into 50 million times and you don't call the police like that's the hip-hop code we live by it's it's weird but it, it's the code so it's just yeah that's why i could never be a rapper because i would be snitching on everybody like somebody tried to ride me i'm not shooting them like the well i may shoot but nah because the baby he let off some shots in his house but i think he was in south carolina so that was illegal i mean that was legal i don't want y'all to um think i said illegal uh and then also people think tori shot her because megan's producer came basically what happened happened megan's not snitching but we know what happened toy lane's gonna have to deal with that for the rest of his career i personally like him as an artist he raps and sings really well so he's one of those diverse artists that i respect because i feel like he puts time into his craft but if he did basically he well i don't want to say because he hasn't been convicted yet but basically everybody knows he did it so like it's not as bad as i'm gonna not listen to any of his music but it's to the point where i'm not gonna listen to his music for a while like it's gonna be a while before i can come back and like because i don't even know how he would even start a rollout of putting out music and he has to make money i mean he's an artist so he's gonna have to do something and face this at some point so yeah got into megan and cardi's new song it was trash and got into megan and tori basically you know what happened but we're not uh the hip-hop code is not to snitch so we're just gonna act like we don't know what happened even though the facts are laid out in front of us so moving on <laughs> switching it up a little bit we're gonna 
gonna switch it up a little bit. Oh, I think and Beyonce like sent her flowers too. So that was nice. Sent her flowers and she was like, get better queen or something like that. Sent her like a bunch of white flowers and said like, um, hope you get better. She just wrote like this nice message. I think Megan's the one who said, who was talking about it. I don't know when, but she was definitely talking about Beyonce sent him like a bunch of white flowers while she was in the hospital. So yeah, that, that, that was definitely traumatic for her. But anyway, switching it up. So now we're getting into the gaming section, the gaming section. So let's get into the gaming section. So people was really, people was run, wondering why is Marvel Avengers being promoted like it is? Like people didn't understand how Marvel Avengers could come out and be a good video game because nobody makes good video games with superhero characters which is the stereotype that a lot of people have put on superheroes like whenever you see superheroes in video games they're like you can never make a good superhero video game but to that i just look at the mcu what the mcu has done with the movies and, and so many way more people because it takes i think I think it takes more than money to make a movie that does a video game. I might be mistaken with that. Because I know it takes a lot of money to make uh, video games. Like a lot. Especially AAA games. But um, I don't, I'm not sure if it's more than movies. And people was killing superhero movie, movies in the past. Like the Daredevils that used to come out with Ben Affleck I think was his name. They used to be killed by everybody. So I don't really understand how people could look at video games and think that it would be so hard for superheroes superheroes to transition over to video games because most of these games be dealing with abilities anyway. So why not why couldn't the, the genre that's that created all these narratives uh with power with great power come great responsibility like why couldn't they make video games you know so basically i say all that to say this marvel's avengers is now adding spider-man to the dlc roster because it's a lot if, for those that don't know marvel avengers the video game is a live service meaning it's going to be like fortnite having chapters of content come out for free so that's a great way to promote your triple a video game with superheroes is to tell people hey pay $60 but then you get x amount of years of DLC content for free so that's just a great enticing um pitch so basically spider-man's coming to marvel avengers the video game and the only downside that a lot of people were upset with is that it's exclusively for playstation players more specifically the playstation 4 and the PlayStation 5 versions because I think Spider-Man is not even coming till next year. But they're just announcing it. Which makes me wonder are the sales or the pre-orders looking bad? Because Spider-Man being announced right when the beta is about to come out. It seems like they're making a big push to announce some big pre-order sales. So I don't know if they're trying to push bad sales or if they're trying to just gain more traction because if spider-man's not coming out the next year why announce it now if it's not for sales so that's just how i think but 
Um, as far as the Spider-Man being exclusively for the PlayStation 5 and 4, I don't really care. I mean, Sony owns Spider-Man. Like, I don't see the big deal with Spider-Man being exclusive to PlayStation if Sony owns literally the character and where the character can be placed. And people was like, oh, well, they let Spider-Man be in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 with Nintendo Switch. And for me, I say, like, I'm a huge fan like i remember being a kid growing up playing marvel ultimate alliance the first one so for ultimate alliance 3 to come out and look the way it did completely it looks completely different from one and two i would let spider-man go too i'm like here have them i mean y'all can't do nothing with them so we're not gonna make a big deal by taking them out or taking them out of your hands but with xbox i feel like xbox is an actual competitor in the same field people be like well nintendo's huge too like PlayStation should look out for them, but Nintendo's more family-friendly. PlayStation Xbox goes for some more mature content, basically, and try to try to get the same... Basically, they have the same audience. It's kind of like when Drake and Kanye go at it. Drake's not really going to beef with a Justin Bieber because they don't really go at the same audience. That's kind of how Nintendo is. Like, they're still, they're still icons in themselves, but they're not sharing enough audience where it's a direct competition like PlayStation and Xbox. So now that I talked about that, Spider-Man being exclusively for Marvel Avengers is not really a big deal. Only a big deal to people who are, how do I say this, do not have, are not a, see I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm telling you this PC culture, <laughs> I'm telling you, but um, basically not everybody can afford two consoles, not everybody can afford to switch consoles mid-generation meaning that no like most people can barely buy a console because gaming is not um gaming is a what you call it what's that word i'm looking for oh gaming is a luxury gaming is for people who can who have exposable income gaming's not for those that don't have that if you see what i'm saying so for people to complain about Spider-Man being ex exclusive for PlayStation when we've had God of War exclusive for PlayStation. We've had literally a whole Spider-Man game exclusive to PlayStation. Had the game of the year, Sekiro. I think that was exclusive to PlayStation. So for Spider-Man to be additional DLC for Marvel Avengers the video game. And for the him to be still exclusive, Sony owns the right to the character. So I don't see why people are upset when... PlayStation, PlayStation has had a list, a roster of exclusive, what do you call them? I exclusive assets. So Microsoft's not going to get a hold of Spider-Man ever. So, which is why I always say get a PlayStation because you get an Xbox, X Microsoft don't really, are not really focusing on exclusive. So they're just going to keep trying to fight a losing a losing they're gonna keep trying to win with a losing strategy in my opinion uh, i think somebody spoke on this there was some people developing marvel avengers was talking about how they came up with spider-man being dlc and it really just you know people just if you work for a company in the game and you're talking about it i always take it with a grain of salt so they said spider-man came as a as a hunch as like a last minute oh we should introduce we should just include spider-man to a dlc lineup like 
No, you didn't. You, you like you, you were you've been probably begging. I forget the people that made Spider-Man Four. Hold on one, one second. I don't know the people who made Spider-Man PS4. Um, it's not even popping up. That's great. Um, oh, okay, Insomniac. It was probably beg. I think because Square Enix is making this game, I believe they was probably begging Sony and Insomniac to use the Spider-Man character. Because I'm not sure if they're going to be the exact same Spider-Man from Insomniac. But I'm like, if it's set in, I think the setting of Marvel Avengers is in San Francisco, not New York. So I'm just like, it would just make so much sense to include the Insomniac Spider-Man because it will deal nothing with New York. Even though they'll probably get to that part of the story because it's said to be DLC rollout plans years from now. So, um, basically I was just saying people who work for companies that... Are uh, working or actively working on the game if they speak about a game always take it with a grain of salt salt because nine out of ten times they're overselling it and over exaggerating stuff to make you interested to buy it more so basically it wasn't too much to talk about with that um, other news of Marvel Avengers is that Clint Hawkeye well also known as Hawkeye will be available for Marvel Avengers will be the first DLC I think and he will be introduced with a solo mission and then a story with your friends and then the story will continue with him being added so i guess it's I'm, I'm interested to see how this whole marvel avengers thing rolls out because as we're going to get into with the pop culture because we're also getting to another section of the of the game i'm interested to see how these rollout plans happen and how they introduce these characters into the main story and actually makes it make sense like if a if a character is not there but then pops up why is he just not getting there like i hope they explain that and not just like oh here's new dlc like you know how um apex does it you'll add a new character and then show the story of behind that character and then put him into the main um battle royale mode i hope marvel marvel does that and goes a little step further because this game needs to be more story driven than anything. Like Apex, it can be gameplay driven to a certain extent. Marvel Avengers has to be story driven because it's the, the Avengers. Like you can't just have them fighting AIM for 15 years. Like none of the movies go like that. Like the Avengers fight you for like two or three scenes and the third scene they finally get you. Like the Avengers don't fight somebody for years on years and don't get anywhere. Like they make progress. So hopefully there's different villains heroes and everything and i'm just wondering when, when thanos is gonna show up because endgame was that was definitely one of the best movies of my lifetime i still think infinity war is better but anyways you know I'm, whenever i get to talk about marvel i can go forever so let me switch the let me get to the other part of the game before i go on a 30 minute tangent about this so basically what i wanted to get out with y'all to get out of this gaming section is that spider-man's coming to marvel avengers exclusively for playstation and hawkeye is going to be the first dlc for the video game so now switching it up a little bit so now we're going to get into marvel avenger okay so basically we're going to get into pop culture and you might be saying well didn't we just talk about marvel 
well we talked about spider-man joining marvel and hawkeye being the first dlc but the reason why i brought up in that section they might be worried about sales is because they've came out with a ton of information to sell gamers on why they should buy the game which i'm sold because i've seen the model that they're using if i buy a game for 60 dollars and then you're telling me that it's going to be years of free content i'm automatically thinking micro micro transactions no business does something with renter with no roi in mind and roi means return on investment so if they're investing in you to pay 60 dollars for this 10 years of free content you're going to put certain microtransactions into the game to keep them making money just like fortnite does just like apex does etc etc fortnite basically made all these AAA games start out with making free dlc which is commendable but uh, on fortnite's part like that's probably the biggest change that a video game's made to a whole landscape that I think that's happened in my lifetime. Like, I can't think of anything else that changed the gaming landscape like Fortnite did. All these games do not want to be free to play. And now Fortnite's making them, making certain parts of video games go free to play. Like Warzone definitely will be cost like 30 to $40 or may even be an additional DLC to Call of Duty if it wasn't for um, Fortnite. So... But basically, we're going to get into Marvel Avengers War Table, the video, and I think you should be able to see. One second. Yeah, you should be able to see my screen when I pull it up. This video is 26 minutes and 27 seconds long. So this is going to be an actual review. And for and just like I always say, for the people on podcasts, you will be seeing the video as well. You will be hearing the video. But for the people on YouTube, you'll see in here the video. So this section of the podcast is, is focused more towards the people on YouTube. But at the same time, I'm going to be talking in between and you'll be able to hear the video. So it's not exactly like you're just out of the loop. So basically, let me set the quality to 1080 because, you know, we don't want anything else. So this is. Marvel Avengers War Table 2. I guess I already had one. Oh, I think we did go over one. If we didn't, uh, let me know on one of my social medias or just hit me in the comment section. Just let me know if you want me to cover that too. But I think we already did. So now getting into this long War Table video. But, you know, I love Marvel. So if you love Marvel too, we're going to have a good time watching this video. Let's get into it. Oh, wait, one second. Before we get into it, I'm sorry to stop it. You know, I had a little pause and everything about the, um, had a little pause and everything thinking we about to get into it. But first I got to check the, I got to check how it's sounding first. You know, I can't, I can't go without the sound. I got to make sure y'all can hear it. I got to make sure it, it's good for me. True to the hero. Flyers like yeah, Iron Man good. approach from the air with Hulk picking up momentum as he bounces. Okay, 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 okay. Check the levels. It sounds good on my end. I can't. I can only hear little parts. Cause I told you my mic is going crazy on me. You know. Another tangent. Blue Yeti mics do not get those because the buttons stop working, and then you gotta literally pick it apart. And um, I forget the name. It's like this. It's like this name that that engineers be using but i looked up the video i basically 
I want to say saute, but it's definitely not saute. I soldered, I think. I soldered something to the board and made it work again. So basically, I can't hear out of the mic, but the mic is picking up my voice. So if y'all want to hear the little behind the scene details of what I'll be doing, I'll be turning out, I'll be turning, uh, transforming into a whole engineer just to get this mic to work. Basically, I can't hear the audio. Well, I can hear the audio, but I just can't hear how my voice sounds, the levels compared to the video. But yeah, I don't care about that. Let's get let's get back into the video. So this is Marvel Avengers War Table 2 beta video. Let's get into it. Ooh, that alpha fire. And you just watched Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics Avengers War Table stream. We actually got a lot of gameplay. We got a lot more information than anyone was ever expecting. Modok was announced as the villain. Oh, okay. So we did watch this. I, I remember doing it. But I also like that they're taking it a step beyond the MCU movies where it's like, hey, here's uh, MODOK, here's AIM. Like, that's exciting to me that it's, we're not just fighting Ultron again. Dude, this is crazy. So each I need to get face cam so I can get one of my uh, reactions on here. There is a lot, a lot to this game. Customization, skills. The many customization options, play how you want to with each character. I like the idea of my... You know, Black Widow will handle differently than someone else's Black Widow. You need a robust customization system, and I do think that that is what this game is going for. I'm in. Like, this looks awesome. I want to play this. Wow, that's like putting every YouTuber that's, that reacted to it. That's crazy. Just the breadth of modes you could get into. I didn't know we were getting so much from this live stream. This is crazy. Co-op and Warzone. Online co-op. It's going down. What speaks to me is the amount of characters in this, the amount of like references and hidden things, costumes. There's too much. To, uh, I can't even process all of this right now. I'm in. You know, the I'm funny in. thing is I watched like I watched some of these YouTubers videos, not like the reaction to this, but like in general. So it's nice to see the, the showing off the community that's supporting them. Welcome to the July Marvel's Avengers War Table. First off, a huge thank you to everyone who joined our first Marvel's Avengers War Table last month. And extra thanks as well for telling us what you like and what you want to see in future shows. We are reading your posts and comments, so please keep them coming. Since then, what we've heard from you most, other than where's Hawkeye, is when's the beta? We'll start with breaking down everything you need to know about the beta. Then, we'll share a glimpse at how our game will expand after launch, starting with our first post-launch hero, and we'll have a few surprises along the way. Who's asking this about where's Hawkeye? Beta. Nobody's asking where Hawkeye is at. Nobody cares. Uh-oh, they're showing A-Day again. They said they'll stop doing that. They're still doing it. I think that's like the first thing you play in the beta too. So I think that's why they keep showing it. Starting off like Spider-Man PS4 with the huge mission, and then they're gonna probably slow down and get into uh, Miss Marvel's character. 
The beta opens with the entire Golden Gate Bridge demo, dropping players into the middle of the chain of events that led to the 8-day disaster. That frame rate is still, ooh, still, still touching. To each hero plays and how combat and traversal work. We built the Golden Gate Bridge sequence to be this roller coaster ride of an experience with huge set pieces, tons of combat and traversal. I'm not gonna lie, Hulk looks like he's fun to play, just smashing everything. It's also a chance to try out many of each of the hero's special combos, heroics, and specific moves. You get to play as Cap before From he dies. The beta Stop. starts to open up just like the full game does giving you new single-player hero missions and eventually single-player or co-op war zones to discover. As Kamala and Halt Eel traveled to the dense forests of the American Pacific Northwest on the trail of the Olympia Archive, the last known location of Jarvis, this is another example of a hero mission showcasing Hulk's destructive capabilities. Later, you'll take the Quinjet to a remote war zone in the frozen Russian tundra called Missing Links. Seems like Bruce Banner has a good hold on to uh, turning into Hulk and we turning back. missions for the beta because they feature a diverse mix of locales. From wide open spaces for you to bound through and explore, to underground aim complexes bristling with high-tech security at some, let's just say, smashable interiors. You can expect heavy resistance whichever beta missions you play including a showdown with Abomination. What you got there, Cricket? You should test everything that you've learned so far. It was really important for us to create a beta with a variety of experiences. We get to fight Abomination? Epic scale of the game. Abomination, huge. So these missions give you a look into the world of our story and our characters, which sees a young Kamala Khan stepping up against AIM, to reassemble Earth's mightiest heroes when the world needs them the most. Looking sharp, guys. I can see they worked on the character Combined, models. The Golden Gate Bridge sequence and these hero story missions They're make a little updated from when they first uh, showed A Day. But because Marvel's Avengers is all about the team, we knew that we needed to give you even more than that. Once you complete the single player story content, you'll have four different heroes to choose from to play in some great war zones and harm rooms that we've handpicked for the beta. They are Iron Man, Kamala Khan, Black Widow, and Hulk. And that means you don't have to pick just one. You can play them all. As you progress through the beta, you are given access to the Helicarrier, Jarvis, and the War Table, where you can play four-player co-op in three different types of missions. Oh, this is basically Armory, like the start of the game. War zones. So they're gonna let you play a little zones. bit of the game. This, this how you know it, this game is gonna be long. Let's start with Harmony. They're letting you get a head start before the full game comes Our out, so you won't get overwhelmed. Augmented reality machine rooms, or harm rooms for short, are virtual training simulators where heroes can take on waves of increasingly difficult enemies either solo with a team of companion AI, or with up to four live players. You begin in the Harm Room Training Mission, which runs you through the paces of learning to control a hero. From there, you unlock three Harm Challenge Rooms to test your teamwork. Bring your best hero builds to see if you have what it takes to complete all three. Harm Challenge Rooms are a great place to hone your combat skills both individually and as a team. While anyone can play the game, you'll need to focus and work together to make it into the most elite spaces. How many can you and your team complete? 
This game looks like it's so fire. Progress, and once you finish, you this is what, that this is what Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 should have been. Showing that you not only played in the beta, you excel. Once you reach this point in the beta and have an operational... Oh, hold on, what do you say? I hate to rewind because it's a long video, but I had to hear what he said. I was talking over him. You and your team complete. You can track your progress, and once you finish, you earn a nameplate that carries over to the full retail version of the game, showing that you not only played in the beta, you excel. Yep. Once you reach this point in this the beta definitely a head start. an operational war table, you can also go online and tackle a series of war zone and drop zone missions. Yeah, this is definitely a head start before the full game we come out. A lot about co-op and war zones. I think the, the full game Marvel's come out like Avengers September second uh, or September fourth. I'm not sure. Four heroes you've unlocked as companion AI with three other players, or a mix of both. There are five beta war zones to play and a wide variety of aim enemies to take down, including a range of human and robotic foes. Nice to see there's a lot of variety in uh, enemies. Each hero's traversal is true to the hero. Flyers like Iron Man approach from the air with Hulk picking up momentum as he bounds forward. Kamala and Black Widow may be on foot, but they both have unique traversal abilities to grapple and swing. Are they Spider-Man? the air and even chaining together swings to increase speed and cover greater distances. You'll always have the objective in your upper left heads up display, but that's just telling you half the information. Trigger tactical awareness to see everything that's available to do in a mission. For instance, that right there is what we call a POI, or point of interest. This POI is a bunker. Bunkers usually have small environmental puzzles that unlock a door once they're sold, and there are usually goodies inside like gear, resources, and also collectible comics. Missions on the war table can take as short as 10 minutes and as long as two hours. Drop zones are among the smaller, more focused versions of war zones, and they almost always have a single objective. The beta drop zones are designed to let you and your team drop in for a single hit-and-run encounter, and in the full game, they're great uh -oh. for earning gear. Like, Widow got the guns, heroes. don't she? She got the AKs, the... Companion AI team. You get in. Draco. You get out, and you're done. Nice work. You use like 400 bullets in that, in that little We built uh, the beta to let you thing. sample many of the different types of gameplay and systems that you'll find in a full game. The beta includes missions built for different players and power levels. And as you build your heroes, you will find that you can take on increasingly ambitious missions. That frame rate still spotted me. Progression is one of the main systems in the full game, and the beta delivers a taste for earning experience and leveling up your Avengers. In the beta, you'll have access to one of three starting skill pages for each hero. The others open up when the game launches. As you earn experience, you level up, and each level grants you a skill point. You spend these to unlock skills and shape what each of your Avengers can do. That's cool. In our first Marvel's Avengers War Table, we talked about heroics and ultimates, and we teased the Hulkbuster. The Hulkbuster is Iron Man's ultimate, and you can use it in the beta. Right off the bat, you'll see it as a powerhouse of, well, power. Hulkbuster comes equipped with rocket-propelled melee attack combos and overpowering dash attacks that can literally sweep enemies. This is why no one trusts Iron Man. He got stuff like this just, in his, just sitting in his, arm, uh, in his closet. Rocket-propelled gauntlet cannon including an extra powerful repulsor blast and leap and slam attack and the ability to sustain tons of damage there are also some alternate deployment methods 
I will leave that to you to discover in the beta. Is it over? You will also earn gear as you play, and as you level up, you'll have access to better gear with more powerful perks. And that is just in the beta. In the full game, you have three skill pages and extensive gear to Yeah, this game gonna be long. And build out your <laughs> this game is never gonna to end. Your way. Definitely worth sixty dollars in my opinion. During our first Marvel's Avengers War Table, we mentioned that playing with your companion AI was a great alternative if you prefer your superhero game solo. But there is a very good reason why we like them so much. These are your heroes playing alongside you on your team that you've unlocked and you are leveling. So let's say you start the mission as the Hulk. The game then adds your Iron Man, your Black Widow. I did not know there was Black Widow. Party. The heroes in your party are using the skills that you've unlocked and the gear that you've equipped. But you can then mix and match to create a tailor-made party composition that plays the way that you want to play. This is a great way for a solo player to play as a team, in the full game, and in the beta. Team composition matters in Marvel's Avengers. Building out a team with pure or hybrid melee and ranged builds allows you to do a lot more with what you have. This was a quick overview of the beta. It is a big experience with more than 20 combined co-op and single-player missions. At least you get the player storing cap. of the customization at the beginning of the beta with the A-Day mission. Even some secrets you'll have to discover by yourself. Looks like it's going to be fire. I like it. Definitely a lot of From promise. From the very start, we plan Marvel's Avengers as an experience that grows with you as you play. The heart and soul of that is each Avenger, and as fans ourselves, we've handpicked some of our and your favorite heroes to join the team after launch. Heroes like this. To any surviving Avengers. Should we lose the fight ahead of us? Should everything be lost, then know this. The key to saving our future lies in the past. Clint? Well, I guess that explains the shock arrow. And the bow. And the sea of emotions. Come on now. Hawkeye post like like come on man. They, they asked for him and we're thrilled to bring him to you. Who was asking for Hawkeye? We started working on Hawkeye. Come on the now. First thing we did was find the best comics and pull ideas. Anyways, I'm glad all the DLC is free because if Hawkeye was paid for pay to play fraction and artist David Ajaz my life as a weapon and we've taken some exciting ideas from it. So much so that Hawkeye has his own in-depth story mission chain. And it is unique from the main campaign because it can be played in co-op or solo, whichever you prefer. Hawkeye is your first look at how the expanding world of Marvel's Avengers continues to grow after launch. I'm excited to see how the to do that though, the rollout. The story of Kamala reuniting the Avengers against the current aim threat. 
On top of that, you get six heroes with the game at launch, each with skills to upgrade, gear, and outfits to earn and unlock. But after that, you enter the ever-present Avengers Initiative. This is where you extend the experience as the Avengers protecting Earth from all threats and incursions. Both the ones coming on day one, and where new heroes, new missions, new regions are all accessible with your entire team roster, either solo, with AI heroes, or online with other players. One of them was like a flash, this wasn't it? This is Marvel's Avengers. It's on my Quicksilver. We are ready and eager to play alongside you throughout August in the lead up to launch on September 4th. As you play, you generate tons of feedback for us to improve the tuning and playability, and we learn more about what else we can do as we grow this game's world to be the superhero fantasy you've dreamed of living. That's why we can't wait for you to get started and play what we've been playing. When you get your hands on the beta yourselves, dive into the story, jump online and play with friends, all starting on August 7th through 9th on PlayStation 4 and PC and Xbox starting August 14th. The beta is meaty, but it's only a small part of the finished game. Enjoy a full-length campaign, more than 80 war zones, more than 50 enemy types, new configurations of harm rooms and challenges updated regularly, and even more later game mission types that we haven't even revealed yet, such as hives and boss layers. The longer that you play the game, the more it grows and evolves as we add new characters like Hawkeye, add new story content and regions. This game will be this no game. Additional cost. This game is gonna be so fire. No additional cost for DLC. Like that's that's still crazy. Oh, and one more thing. We're also excited to reveal that we're working with Epic Games and the Fortnite team. So when you finish the Marvel's Avengers beta, you will earn the Hulk Smasher's pickaxe with bonus Hulkbuster style in Fortnite. For more details, that's how you know this game is gonna be big. Fortnite already collabing with it, trying to hop on the hype train early. Thank you for joining us for another Marvel's Avengers War Table. We'll be back with more news and probably some more surprises before then. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the beta. Yeah, it's so much content in the beta. I don't even know if I'll be able to finish it before August 9th. I'm definitely playing it right uh, as, as soon as it comes out. I think it's out right now, actually. I'm about to hop on it. Okay, I think that's it. They had a lot more left, though. I was just pictures and stuff. A lot of pictures. Oh, so it wasn't that long. It was like 18, 19 minutes. For the people who want to look at the pictures, you can look at that at your own time. That's it for me. That's <laughs> all so I want to get. Uh, I want to get the real information out of it. So I'm glad we got to look at that. Let me know down in the comment section below what stood out to you the most in this trailer. Well, not trailer, but like gameplay showcase, I guess. And and which superhero would you like to see be announced for Marvel Avengers? Like besides the obvious. Hawkeye and Spider-Man that's going to be in it. Like, who else would you like to see be announced as DLC for Marvel Avengers? And speaking of the beta, some people are already had, like, hands-on time with it, with it, and they said it's, it's very promising. And it opens with the A-Day, the 25-minute uh, A-Day mission where you get to play as all the heroes. So, uh, for people who want to play a store and then Captain America, you may have to replay A Day a bunch of times just to get in to those missions. Cause I'll be, I will be, 
I would guess that they will put those characters moments in the middle of playing with like Iron Man and stuff. So if you do replay a day just specifically to play those characters again, you have to go through a certain certain part of the story. But I don't know. That's just me guessing. Because I believe when the game fully comes out and you get to play as Captain America, I think his gameplay is going to be crazy good. Like people think well I don't, I don't know yet but they say there's a lot of pack there's a lot of content packed in this beta and you most likely won't be able to finish everything when the um time slot is is up which i think they have like three or four time slots so don't be don't feel like you have to rush through it to finish it all like they'll have other time like they're going to close the beta and open it up another time and close and open it up because i think the feedback that they take they're going to um, try to improve those and fix bugs and stuff so they're basically using these as actual feedback like they said in the video so as far as the beta goes a lot of people says is packed with content it's one of those type games that's going to be around for a while if the fan base sticks with it which I think it will because it's Marvel I mean when has a Marvel fan base never stick with it I mean I stuck with Marvel it's, it's been a stuck with marvel since i've been since i've been little so this game definitely is gonna be on my rotation i'm the way that this game is looking it's looking like this may be my new 2k <laughs> like this may be a 2k type of game like find some friends and just be like hey, you trying to hop on marvel today like just for for like and the way that they're acting like the longevity of this game is gonna take like it's just gonna be here forever for a while then i like the way it sounded Especially with Spider-Man coming out next year, not this year. So I can't wait to see how the rollout plan they do for the DLC. The trailer, or not trailer, I keep saying trailer. The gameplay showcase for War Table was great in my opinion. I've heard a lot of good things about Hulk. I heard he's like the best hero to play as. But I had to see for myself when I play it. And speaking on playing that, I also wanted to get y'all feedback on. Because I know y'all, like a lot of people, like after every episode, I always get some type of feedback. So for this episode, I really want to get feedback on, um, I know I'm asking for like specific feedback, but I want to get feedback on if I play the game, would y'all want to hear a, a, a voiceover of the of the video, of a voiceover of my gameplay and with me talking about what I liked about the game, or would y'all like me to just play the game and give you live commentary and then post it or not post it, but like put it in the middle of my podcast. And so that would be like a segment. Let me know down in the comment section down below or message me on Anchor. Send me a message on my various social medias. Because that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Don't forget for this podcast, we talked about the NBA coming back. We talked about May. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B's new song. Um, we talked about Spider-Man coming to Marvel Avengers and Hawkeye being the first DLC. Then we got into the actual Marvel War Table 2 video showcasing new announcements and beta details. A lot of beta details like the full um, package of what's going to be in it. And then, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, What else I miss? Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and keep up with my latest activities. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube. And share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.